opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you, you need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like you kill a baby fetus, the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. You, you, you young people, it's your movement now. It's not your parents anymore. The blood that is shed cries out to God from the ground for justice. And now, here's Mark. Uh, What I'm saying is this. I would like for all of us to believe in nonviolence, but I'm here to say tonight, that if every Negro in the United States turns against nonviolence, I'm going to stand up as a lone voice and say this is the wrong way. I will never change. On 60 Minutes in 1966, uh, the words of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Uh, Ring very true today as we are facing uh, a crisis in our country with rioting, looting, arson, all kinds of things. The protests that have uh, followed the the death, the murder of George Floyd. And to talk about that today, I have as my guest, uh, Evangelist Alveda King. And Alveda is the Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn at Priests for Life. And she's also the niece of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Alveda, thanks for being on the program. I know you got a busy schedule. Dr. Mark, it's a joy to join you always. You and I have been friends for many years. And I was just so happy to hear that particular clip by Mm. my uncle, the prophet Martin Luther King Jr. He was totally nonviolent. Yeah, and that's why we wanted to bring you on today. Obviously, there's been uh, a lot of... uh, unrest across the country in response to the the death of George Floyd. If you would, uh, uh, Alveda, just give us your perspective on what's going on. Well, we have had this discussion before. The prophet Martin Luther King Jr. also once said, when you don't value the human personality, right. you're going to kill people. He says, when, if, when you don't value the human personality, you kill people. When you do value the human personality, you won't kill anybody. And so looking back at that, even if we consider this great nation where we've had slavery and racism and Jim Crow and all of that, Dr. Mark, you're a doctor. We've had this discussion. There are no separate human races. There's only one human race and our blood Mm -hmm. is red. We all bleed the same. Science, philosophy, religion, agree. So the, socio, uh, the socioeconomic de- contrived race war is just not true. If you'll give me just a second to say this, if our country was founded by immigrants, basically, uh, in Europe, many of the people were indigent servants. They were running to escape punishment or prison and that kind of thing for differing with the way their country was set up and, and to run business, the class structure. And so they got here. 
you had the pilgrims who came, the Christians, the religious wars issues. Then you had blacks who were served, were sold by Africans. Black mm -hmm. Africans sold their brothers and sisters on race wars because some wanted to say, go down Moses and God is our answer. And some wanted to worship the totem poles and all that. So they get over here and then the Native Americans were mistreated. So here you had all these ethnic groups here for different reasons. But Martin Luther King said it this way, we may have come over on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. So we're fighting the little baby in the womb. You tell the baby that he or she is not human. Right. So we can devalue your personality. So now we see it out on the streets again. I lived through it in the 1960s. My daddy would stop the wars, race wars with prayers. My uncle and all of us, I was a youth organizer. We would pray and the people would listen and the people would stop. So here we are now, but thank God people are praying again, and we're mm. not forgetting about the babies in the discussion. Right. My guest is Evangelist Alveda King. She's the Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life, and she's the niece of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. You can find out more by going to priestsforlife.org, or you can go to civilrightsfortheunborn.org. Alvida, obviously the nation is focused on what's going on across the country in the streets of our cities. Uh, Dr. King's um, memory has been invoked by a lot of people in the last couple of weeks regarding this. Uh, one, one particular quote by Dr. King, unfortunately, I think has been taken out of context to support rioting. And he said this, and it was actually in the same interview yes. with 60 Minutes. He said, quote, a riot is the language of the unheard. And unfortunately, I think people are using that out of context. What did he mean by that? People are using that to say, so I have to riot because you don't hear me. And right. then, now that we are proving that we hear this serious issue, well, we're not going to stop rioting anyway. So in other words, you just want to riot. And so Martin Luther King Jr. said almost in the same breath, they just cut the sentence off. Vi uh, rioting is the language of the unheard, but I'm going to stick with nonviolence. Everybody needs to hear the clip that you just played because it was all right. part of the same thought pattern. Exactly. And so it is improper and unfair to try to misconstrue and pretend that Martin Luther King Jr., the prophet, would say it's okay to riot. It's also unfair to disrespect the mem memory of a human being named George Floyd. Right. And to say we're going to commemorate that by looting and burning or, well, he did this. Oh, he may have. He had COVID-19. He did this. He did that. He was a human being, a rare blooded human being. Mm -hmm. He was manacled and shackled and choked to death. And that was wrong. It was simply wrong. But you don't do it by violent, violent rioting, rioting or looting. Uh, you follow mm -hmm. the example of the president of the United States. As a matter of fact, President Trump acted real quickly. He said, investigate this now. In Ferguson, yeah. I think they waited several days because I did go to Ferguson and help to pray in those riots as well. But they, they, they delayed. They took too long. President Trump moved right away. Yes, he did. Again, my guest is uh, Evangelist Alveda King. Go to priestforlife.org to find out more or civilrightsfortheunborn.org. Uh, Alvita, I know it's, uh, you know, during these times where there's a lot of focus on racial injustice and what's happening across the country, I find it difficult often to invoke the, the, the idea about the unborn. People think, well, you know, you're, you're minimizing the, 
the plight of African Americans. You're 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 not really taking seriously the death of, of of George Floyd. If you talk about the unborn, if you would, in the time that we have, you head up the civil rights for the unborn for uh, priests for life. What's the connection between African Americans, uh, you know, having abortions and what's happening in the streets of our cities? Well, what people have liked to do, and it needs to be dispelled right now, medically, scientifically, spiritually, and uh, philosophically. You know, people will say, oh, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. So if you're colorblind, you don't see color. You don't see all the experiences, nor all of the beauty of the wonderful ethnicity. So now people want it to say, oh, I'm baby blind. I'm womb blind. I can't mm -hmm. see in there. That's not a baby. But now you can't, you don't have that excuse. We're not colorblind right. and we're not womb blind because these instruments can show you that full baby in that womb really from the beginning. And because there's an explosion, Dr. Mark, if you've got 30 seconds, is this true? Like when conception happens, the sperm and the egg, is there like a little burst of light or explosion or something? Is there something exciting that happens right away? Exactly. Yes, it does right away. Yeah. Uh, 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 Alvita, let me ask you this question. Um, in the African-American community, uh, the plight of the unborn, black genocide, we often call it because of the disproportionate numbers of African-Americans that are having abortions in comparison to the numbers of population. Uh, why do you think it is that uh, many don't hear the voice of the unborn, don't defend them as they should? People want to be blind to the truth. If I don't see it, I don't have to deal with it. You know, the three little monkeys, uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. I guess you could smell, taste, touch, all that. If you don't see it, you feel like you don't have to deal with it because right. this is very true. There's, there's too many studies, too much scientific evidence. So we need to follow the truth, Dr. Mark. Yeah, amen. And, you know, if it weren't for that viral video, that eight minutes, excruciating eight minutes of the mm. officer putting his knee on the neck of George Floyd, I, I would venture to guess that this wouldn't be quite the issue that if we've made it across America. And so it is with the unborn. Uh, if we don't see them, we don't know who they are. Uh, they aren't real to us. They're non-persons. Okay. Well, I think that we have to see this. We have to know that. You did mention my two websites, priestforlife.org and civilrightsfortheunborn.org, but we have pro-life praise variety show. Dot com and that's Say on that YouTube ProLifePraiseVarietyShow.com and I think that's over on YouTube and uh, it comes through EndAbortion.TV on Wednesdays at 3.30 and 8 and we did a tribute to young people to George Floyd and all of that yesterday but now it's up on YouTube and on Father's Day we're going to revisit the George Floyd issue uh, and look at what his little girl said she, her little, his little daughter my daddy changed the world. So if these babies are not allowed to be born, there's something happens sometimes in our lives that are bad, but we don't make a decision. No, something bad is going to happen. Abort the baby. No, 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 no. We let us come forth in life and live out our lives. And we have to speak as one race, one blood, and begin to love each other and value the human personality. My guest is Alvita King. Alvita, we got about a minute left. I know you're busy. You got, uh, you know, there's a lot going on right now. Yes, sir. If you would uh, just leave our audience with some parting words in these times of troubles, we see the unrest across America. And, 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 and 
where would your 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 uncle stand on all of this? Because I think, you know, as time passes, you know, we, we revise history often and we commonly make people say what they really didn't mean. And I'm afraid that that's being done with Dr. King. Let me sing this little song. We used to sing songs in the civil rights movement. It's like a prayer. I learned it from my dad, my uncle, granddaddy, big mama, all of them. My mother's still living. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Incline your ear to us and grant us your peace. Amen, Dr. Mark. Well, I appreciate you being on the program. Again, Alveda King, Evangelist Alveda King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn, for Priest for Life, and also the niece of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Thank you for being on the program today and clearing up some of the confusion regarding your uncle and where he would have stood, stand on all of what's going on in our nation. God Thank bless you. you. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. Again, Dr. Our, uh, Alve- Evangelist Alveda King, You're on the Mark Harrington Show. You're listening to your radio activist and voice of resistance. You can find out more by going to markharrington.org. That's markharrington.org. I'm also the director of Created Equal, the organization that takes abortion victim photography out into the public square. That's colleges and high schools across the country. And folks, if you want to get involved in what we're doing in a couple of weeks here in June, June 28 and 29, we will be having what we call the Day of Action, the Day of Action here in Columbus. And that will be two days, actually a day and a half, where we will first take you through some classroom training on pro-life apologetics and tactics and how to reach out to people who disagree with you on the abortion issue. And then we'll take you onto the streets, to the overpasses, to the abortion centers and to the public squares of our city and teach you how to actually get involved in the one-on-one debate on abortion. So you can find out more about the Day of Action by going to createdequal.org slash day of action. That's createdequal.org slash day of action. That's taking place June 28 and 29 here in Columbus, uh, Ohio. So feel free to get involved in that. It's a good entry point if you want to speak up for the unborn. Again, my guest today was Evangelist Alveda King. If you would, uh, Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and play that play that first clip again. This is Dr. King, and I, I just want to go back over the words of Dr. King. Uh, this was on 60 Minutes in 1966, uh, the program with Mike Wallace, when Dr. King was asked about the use of violence to bring about social change. Go ahead and play that first clip. What I'm saying is this. I would like for all of us to believe in nonviolence, but I'm here to say tonight that if every Negro in the United States turns against nonviolence, I'm going to stand up as a lone voice and say this is the wrong way. I will never change uh, in my basic idea that nonviolence is the most potent weapon available to the Negro in his struggle for freedom and justice. I think for the Negro to turn to violence 
would be both impractical and immoral. There you go, Dr. King, again, this is 1966 on 60 Minutes, that he said that violence as a means about bringing social change is impractical. In other words, it doesn't work. And it's immoral. It's evil. Uh, I wish that the words of Dr. King would be heard today. Unfortunately, we have an entire party, the Democrat Party, who is silent, virtually silent on the rioting, the looting, the arson, the vandalism that's been taking place in all of our major cities over the last week. And um, where are the voices of peace and love in our culture coming from the Democrat Party, the African-American community? I, I know there are voices, but the leadership of the party seemed to be very silent on this topic. And Dr. King was unequivocal about his uh, commitment to nonviolent passive resistance as a form of bringing about social reform. Now, more about this uh, on 60 Minutes, we continue. Let's play the second clip. This is the clip that unfortunately the sound bite or the phrase that's been um, used inappropriately to say that Dr. King was in support of rioting. Go ahead and play that first clip. And I contend that the cry of black power is at bottom a reaction to the reluctance of white power to make the kind of changes necessary to make justice a reality for the Negro. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. That's the first clip. Go ahead and play the second clip. Uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. I would hope that we... Self-defeating and socially destructive. Those are the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He also said that uh, riot is the language of the unheard, but he went on to condemn rioting. He said he would stand alone against it if he were only the lone voice, the last voice, and he would stand against it. And so it should be with our um, the leadership of those who want to bring about change as it relates to racism uh, in America, uh, police brutality, so to speak, all that's going on in our cities, to be committed to the precepts, the concepts of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., peaceful, nonviolent, passive resistance. And, uh, you know, Dr. King um, did believe, though, in bringing about tension, but it was nonviolent tension. Uh, He believed in civil disobedience as a tactic of forcing the agenda onto the, uh, uh, onto the, uh, the national scene. Uh, he said once that, quote, nonviolent direct action, which are the protests generally, maybe sit-ins, nonviolent direct action seeks to create such a crisis and foster such a tension that a community which has constantly refused to negotiate is forced to confront the issue. It seeks so to dramatize the issue that it can no longer be ignored. 
So Dr. King was for tension, creative tension, he called it, that would force a community to negotiate who had ignored it up to this point. And I think, you know, obviously he was proven it was successful in bringing about civil rights reform uh, and legislation in the 1960s. And we have to be committed to nonviolent means to bring about social change. You can't justify a wrong by doing that same thing. In other words, if there's some kind of violence that's happening or injustice, you can't go and do it yourself because violence begets violence. It, you know, it's hypocritical to say you're going to fight violence with violence. You fight violence with peace and love. Dr. King also said, whom you would change, you must first love. Whom you must change, you must first love. And so those on the other side of this, those who are uh, involved in discrimination of bigotry, Dr. King said, you must love them first in order to change them. You must first love them. Uh, we at Created Equal um, have patterned our outreaches after the tactics of the civil rights movement, uh, other movements on other, other nonviolent movements that have been successful throughout history. Uh, the closest one to us, of course, is the civil rights movement. And Dr. King's uh, strategy and tactics work. And so what do we do? Obviously we're not the civil rights movement. It's a different issue, but it's still about the same thing. And that is equality. This time it's the equality between the born and the pre-born, not between African-Americans and, and other races. But the issue is very much the same and that's about equality. And to fight for that equality, we must create tension in the minds of the American people. And we do that by using abortion victim photography. We are purposely disturbing people in order to get them to think. Uh, we are forcing them to think about the pre-born in a way that they would never consider it without the use of these disturbing images. And that's why we take photographs to the overpasses, we take them to colleges and high schools. We do it to get people to think. We want to disturb them enough to change the way they think about the issue of abortion and the injustice done to the unborn. Uh, in that way, we are following the footsteps of our civil rights leaders who use peaceful means to bring about social change. In order to get them to think, they forced the issue onto the national agenda using nonviolent direct action and created a crisis. Now, we're not looking to disrupt things for the sake of it. We're doing it for people to stop and think because it has to become personal, folks. It has to become personal. The only way to make uh, the issue of the unborn personal is to take those photographs to them because they cannot represent themselves. They're not around. They're dead. They can't vote. They can't speak up on their own behalf. We have to do it for them. And the best way to do that is to use the photographic representations of the unborn. If we didn't learn anything else this week, we should know this, that visual representations of injustice are absolutely essential to dramatizing that injustice to the American people. That video of George Floyd being murdered before our eyes for eight full minutes 
changed America in a moment. And so it is with the video uh, of the uh, abortion victims or photographs of the abortion victims. Uh, you have to make them real to people in order for them to consider them uh, human beings. And that's why we use the abortion victim photography. And folks, if you want to get involved with us, uh, you can come and be part of the Day of Action. The Day of Action will take place on June 28 and 29 here in Columbus, which will include classroom training. That's apologetic training on the issue of abortion, being able to debate it, uh, and then also tactics and strategy, which is taking uh, these images out into the public square to overpasses and to uh, the abortion centers in our city and the public square. So if you want to be part of that, you can go to createdequal.org slash day of action, createdequal.org slash day of action to be part of our annual event this summer, the day of action, June 28 and 29. Well, thanks for joining us and uh, folks be praying for our nation as we are in the midst of a, uh, a crisis here and we need the Lord's guidance to get us through it. And uh, we also thank you. Uh, thank Alveda King for being on the program today. God bless you. God bless America. And we'll remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness, against the evil, evil plague in America. Call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.